word of the day. You keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Today's words of the day, I'm going to let you guess. One is the unofficial word of the day, brought to us by UrbanDictionary.com. Unofficially brought to us by UrbanDictionary.com, excuse me. And the other is the actual word of the day. So the first one, no particular order, welter. A confused mass, a jumble, or muddle. Or there's the word kipple. Coined by the remarkable scientist fiction, science fiction writer Philip K. Dick, it refers to the sinister type of rubbish which simply builds up without any human intervention. Hmm? Hmm? Interesting. Kipple is the unofficial word brought to us by UrbanDictionary.com. Unofficially brought to us by UrbanDictionary.com. Gotta slip that one in there, damn. And then Welter, the actual word of the day. Alright, so if you haven't deduced by now one minute in... It's just me tonight. Flynn is a little busy. Mateo, you know, normally doesn't come on on Wednesdays. And Dan, um, you know, shouts out to Dan. His team actually won the state championships. Multi school. He's an assistant D-line coach. And they won, what is it, state 3 AA championship over El Cerrito. They won 31-14. Did a pretty damn good job. So congrats, Dan. He will, uh, his picks will be mentioned later on in the show, but yeah, he couldn't, he's a little beat, and again, it's getting down to the holidays, and I'm looking at the calendar, and I think we have this show next Sunday, there will not be one on Christmas, then we'll do one the Sunday after Christmas, but won't do one on New Year's, maybe, I don't know, scratch that, maybe New Year's is TBD. And then it's back to regularly scheduled programming. So, yeah, that's that. All right. Without further ado, let's get it on. Welcome to the Cohort Sports Report, Gas Bags of Fun Facts, a podcast by Regular Joes for Regular Joes, sponsorship free, because nobody wants to pay the sponsorship fee. So, my name is Jeff Woodworth, I am joined by absolutely nobody, so, I'm all by myself, I've used this line before, I couldn't come up with anything more original, sorry. All right, I just want to reemphasize the uh, shouts out to Dan and Cardinal Newman, just in general, for winning the state championship in football. That was the first one ever in school history. And so he had been on teams that had gone to NCS before, which was, you know, a stage prior to the way they re-updated everything, which was a stage right before state. So um, I, I think it's just as special for him to get it as a uh, as a coach as it is to get it as a player, although I wouldn't know, wasn't on the team, but did, uh, did cover him. 
But yeah, congrats to Dan again and all them boys at Newman as, as well deserved as someone who uh, covered your game for KSR. I got to step in that. I'm interjecting myself into your celebration. Congrats to you boys, you fellas. When the ring comes, though, I want to see it because I know, I know if Dan's listening, and I think you are, you're getting a ring. I know you are. And I just want to see it because that thing's going to be fucking massive. All right, moving along. Alpha, beta, zeta. Alpha, my hair. It's still there. It's still there. It hasn't gone anywhere. No, I'm just saying this braid, yo, it is still looking fine. There's a couple of stray hairs, which are driving me absolutely crazy. But, you know, it is what it is. But for the greater majority, it's actually staying put. And, like, I'm like, all right, this is cool. So that's dope. So the alpha hair, because it's cooperating, right? Man, it feels so good. All right, the beta is rain, specifically when people drive in it. It drives me fucking nuts. The worst part about winter is that it's dark out already. It gets dark, you know, super early when people are driving home at like 4.30 or some shit like that. Whenever, because winter solstice is coming up, so that'll be when sun sets at like 4.30 or some shit like that. But it'll be, so like 5, 5.30, how about that? It, it'll be pitch black, and then on top of it, it's raining. So everybody, they don't just drive, you know, 5 to 7 miles underneath the speed limit. They drive like 10 to 15, and then you become a liability with everybody else on the road. So if you're one of those people that's uncomfortable driving at night, or uncomfortable driving in the rain, just do your best to avoid it. So that way you just get off the road, and that way you can leave it to people like me who, you know, still save shit for the last minute and then have to fly down the city streets and cross the freeway and shit like that. But nothing gets my goat than like people who are just driving so slow, and then you miss that stoplight ahead because they insisted on going so slow, and so did the son of a bitch that was next to him, so you couldn't get around him, you know. And the second, that's, that takes the cake. Second being the people that come to like almost a complete stop before they turn out of their, out of the lane. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Are you trying to get us all in an accident? Come on, keep it moving. That's what the engine's for. You know, there's suspension on the car. It could take a little bit of a rough and tumble. You don't have to go flying in there. I'm not just saying that you can go faster than five miles an hour. The Zeta. Small worlds. Specifically this gym story. Finishing up the workout, go over to the, the water fountain or whatever, you know, filling up the water bottle, taking a couple swigs. And I look at this poster on this wall, and it's got a, you know, list of all the trainers and little mini bios about them with pictures. And I notice a last name, and I go, hmm, son of a bitch, there's only like three people I know in this county that had that last name. So I turn around, and sure enough, happened circumstance, dude's walking down the steps. And I just ask him, hey, you got a brother named so-and-so? Going to protect our identities. I say, you got a brother named So-So? He goes, yeah, I do. And I was just like, oh, shit, man. How's it going? Like, my, you know, and I introduced myself, and I was just like, you went to St. Eugene's and Newman? Like, that's, you know, where I went to school, and that's the only clues you get. And, uh, you know, I was like, uh, you know, you were, you were younger. I don't know if you remember me or not. And he's like, blah, 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 the name sounds familiar. Did a good job of bullshitting and whatnot. But it's just a small world, man. Like, the older I'm getting, and I'm sure, you know, I'll, I'll make sure, I'll try to ask Tim this if I can remember when we talk to him. Um... You know, it's, it's like, I, I don't know, maybe it's just because you know so many people and then in turn they know so many people, so you just, you're, you're, you're coming across. But that's one of the things about getting older that's just absolutely blowing my mind, like, low-key is like, damn, like, I go, I'll, I'll get into situations where, like, I see people or, like, you know, like, just throwbacks to what they used to be. And it's like, in the moment, you know, you, you remain calm, cool, and collected, but then when I walk away from it, my mind is blown. I'm just like, holy fuck, like, how did that, you know, that's crazy. That's wild. We haven't spoken in forever, or I haven't seen that dude in forever, or, you know, her in forever, and it's, it's just, woof. And then, of course, you know, to find out everybody's doing good mutually all around, 
you know, not just myself, but them, that, that party as well. That's dope, too. So then it just makes you feel good. But yeah, still a small world, man. That's oof, wild. I'll tell you, the only other time you find out it's a small world, especially in this county, is if you go date somebody. Oof, man. I think that's one of the most common things people know. Low key, Sonoma County, everybody's dated everybody somewhere along the lines. It's wild. That shit is wild. It don't bother me. I just think it's wild. It's just, whoa, okay. It's always fun to find those, to turn that page of the book and find out, oh, next chapter is finding out that plot twist, you know? So, and then finding out who who hung out with who when, just, it's funny to put that timeline together. But yeah, small worlds is the Zeta, the weirdest. So, alpha is hair. Beta is the rain, specifically bad drivers that can't drive in the rain. Mixed with the darkness, it's all bad. And then the Zeta is just small worlds in general. So... All right, transition to talking points. So I just want to say this. Uh, I saw this on TV today that Kevin Garnett was making the rounds and he's promoting the movie that he's in with Adam Sandler, and that's all well and good. I don't blame him for doing that. That's cool. you got to do what you got to do. But Jesus, has there ever been a team that has milked a championship like the 2008 Boston Celtics? Holy crap. Now, don't get me wrong. It was a good team. And the whole dynasty, like, it was the start of, like, the big three era of, like, what we got, you know, like, as far as, like, what was the, the template for it, you know. And, it, I mean, they had a start. They had a solid lineup all around, to be completely honest. But it was, you know, punctuated with the big three of Ray Allen, you know, uh, Kevin Garnett and, and Paul Pierce. And Ray Allen aside hasn't done much talking. And Kevin Garnett really hadn't done that much talking about it. But Paul Pierce was the champion, most annoying talking about the team and how he's so fucking great and wants the recognition. It's like, you know, Draymond Green told you courtside when you were playing with the Clippers. Like, you thought she was getting a world tour. No. You thought she was Kobe. Huh. You're not. You know? A good player. Great player. But you are not on the level as, the, uh, as that guy. As Kobe Bryant. So nice try. You got one championship, probably a bunch of all-star games. You know, like, I'm not going to deny that Paul Pierce wasn't a great player, but let's stop, you know. He's the only one really blowing on that trumpet where it's saying, I, you know, I'm such a great player, I was such a great player. And then Kevin Garnett, man, that, I mean, this one today was just, okay. When he said, we broke LeBron, they don't F with us, we, well, we, they don't fuck with us, we don't fuck with them. And it's, you know, what'd you break? What'd you break, Kevin Garnett? How many championships you got? How many championships is, does LeBron have? You know? Like, not to mention that that Cavs team that he was playing on had absolutely nobody on it. You know? Like, I don't... I mean, come on. And then once LeBron left for Miami, that's when he just did no chance. You know? Like, okay. It was over. And then, you know, he says, they don't fuck with us. We don't fuck with them. Really? Rajon Rondo playing on the Lakers with LeBron. Ray Allen left the Celtics to go play with LeBron on the Heat. Kendrick Perkins played with LeBron on the Cleveland Cavaliers. It sounds like you and Paul Pierce are the only two that don't fuck with LeBron. Interesting. So... Just something to chew on there is that those that team might be the most annoying championship team ever assembled in the history of the world because don't forget they annexed Ray Allen for a little bit for joining the Miami Heat, so I guess he's forgetting that. And then since they've welcomed him back in the good graces, they just he's so speak so like you know, fondly of the championship. I understand it. It's your only one, so might as well, 
you know, hold on to it. But it's like, what? Okay. I mean, let's not get, let's not get too carried away here, please. Relax, pump the brakes. And quickly, it's bowl season. And I, I, there's not a whole lot of incentive to watch the shittier bowl games. I get that. But one thing that we can look for, at least in quarterback play, are guys that are flying under the radar because they're not Justin Herbert, Tua Tagovailoa, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Kelly Lawrence, or Trevor Lawrence, excuse me, uh, because they're not those guys, they're not getting the attention. You do realize that most successful quarterbacks in the NFL, they don't go to those big, big schools. They don't come from these football powerhouses, you know, traditional football powerhouses and stuff like that, and from the bigger conferences, typically. So... Is because, or if they do, they're coming from a school, you know, that's generally lower tiered, you know, or the Pat Mah- or Patrick Mahomes and Baker Mayfield have been ex- the exception. But you know, you look at like a Ben Roethlisberger or a Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, who else am I thinking of? There's quarterbacks out there. You know what I'm talking about. So I'm just blanking on some of the quarterbacks. But it's it's something to look at in this bowl season is because you get the le- you get the quarterback that can truly show off his arsenal and show off his skill and what he can do because he's playing with lesser talent around him, which is something that you need to take into account for the NFL. So when a Joe Burrow gets drafted or when a Jalen Hurts gets drafted, you need to keep in mind that they're going to probably be going to a shittier team with superior with inferior players. And they're not going to be playing with first rounders, you know, first round wide receivers on the outside. They're not going to be you know, having a, a, a bunch, you know, four first round draft picks in front of him, protecting him with the ball, you know, and then you got another second or third round, you know, running back behind you. Like, that's just not how it's constructed, right? It's just constructed differently in college. So I think the better testament and why you see guys typically from, even if they are from not the power six conferences, but the, the not our power five. So the, the, you get up, you get out of these, you get out of that bubble and you can kind of assess quarterbacks and I know, I know, again, like nothing, there's not going to be, maybe the Hawaii Bowl is exciting, but you could never know. You could get a Cheez-It Bowl where exhilarating in its own sense, but like, you know, it's uh, like the talent around there. I know it's going to be low, but it's a good metric for, for finding out what you got there with the quarterbacks is uh, essentially what I'm trying to get at there. Because now I'm really trying to think of who are other starting quarterbacks. Well, Carson Wentz went to North, Co- North Dakota State, but... They also have like the most superior D two talent, if that's or FCS talent, if that makes sense. Hey Brady of Michigan, Josh Allen went to Wyoming, that technically fits. Ryan Fitzpatrick went to Harvard, not really who I want to hang my hat on. Matt Ryan to Boston College, you gonna tell me he was getting superior athletes when he was at Boston College? Like he didn't have to really demonstrate his his skill, you know? I mean Eli went to Ole Miss, okay, probably getting middle of the road, above average recruits there. I mean they were paying for him, so ew. All right, so I've done the smart thing here, and I actually pulled up a list of all the starting quarterbacks by college in the NFL right now. So, but you have Oklahoma with Kyler Murray, okay. Boston College with Matt Ryan, you can tell me he was playing with superior talent. Same thing with Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Wyoming, Kyle Allen at Houston, although he hasn't been very successful. But I'm saying four four quarterbacks right there that have looked or have demonstrated spurts of, of looking successful or actually been successful. You look at Matt Ryan, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray showing spurts, Josh Allen playing well this year. You know, then you go down the list. You have uh, again Aaron Rodgers from Cal. You have Jacoby Brissett, NC State. You gonna tell me he was playing with top-notch talent at NC State? He's been relatively successful with the Colts. 
you know, Pat Mahomes at Texas Tech, okay. Phillip Rivers, for everything that we've picked on Phillip Rivers for lately, he was a better quarterback when he was younger. Again, another one out of NC State. So, you got, you know, like I said, Fitzpatrick out of Harvard, not really one to hang your hat on there. But Drew Brees out of Purdue, you know, Derek Carr out of out of Fresno State. So, you know, and then you got, well, no, I won't, I won't throw him on there for bias. But And then Jimmy G out of Eastern Illinois, I said that already. So, you know, it's... I, I just feel like when you go when you go to a school that, that you're not playing with these top notch recruits, it's a lot easier to, you know, figure out what a quarterback's about. Not that assessing a quarterback is easy by any means because there's so many goddamn variables that go into it. But I'm just saying from a strictly, you know, likely what I'd put money on just relates to the NFL, probably runs similar offensive style styles, so they're put in similar situations. It's just not nearly with the same amount of talent, but you know, you can develop that if, if the if the framework is there. That's what I'm getting at. So, all right, that'll do it for the talking points. Now it's time for Tim Brown's stat of the day. Last time that I checked, it was five chains on my neck. It was no smut on my rep. Last time that I checked, I was selling souls in the set. Make a quarter mil, no sweat. Last time that I checked, I'm the street's voice out west. In 1920, Babe Ruth had more home runs himself than any other American League team had. Jesus. Yeah. How many? I don't know. That's that's too much. That's too much work for me right now. Oh, okay. We're just doing the actual the the fact that he had more. We don't have the official number though. You know what? Let's look it up right now. What year was it? 1920. That was a long time ago. Damn, that's a hundred years ago, or almost a hundred years ago. Almost a hundred years ago. Wow, that would have been perfect for next year, man. What are you doing? I don't know. You know how I am. Yeah. Are you looking it up? Yep. Okay. Trying to. Trying to. Going quick. Going quick. Stupid new iPhone update. All good. Very annoying. Uh, Tim, what do you think of Garrett Cole and the the he bringing the sign out to uh, or him bringing the sign out to his uh, signing? Well. I could tell you that it wasn't the same sign, so. Oh, okay. The well, he had fifty-four home runs in nineteen twenty. That's it. That's it, but that's more than any other American League team. I'm just saying that's it in the sense that like fifty-four, no other team could amass fifty-four. Not like fifty-four is not impressive right. for the Bay, but I'm just saying like no other team could hit more than fifty-four home runs combined. I'm agreeing with you. That's kind of astonishing, but that's whack. Hey, it's a different game. Yeah, for real. The fences were probably, you know, like 500 feet then, so it's all good. Playing at the polo grounds, dead center, good luck. They Cute. probably had to, like, make up a home run for him. Like, what the hell just happened? He hit the ball into the fence. I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah, just, yeah the inside the park counts. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right, uh, let's uh, take a look at these picks. Last week, a solid pick for you at 4-2. and two. Oh, that's pretty good. So that brings your record up to 40-29-1. You are tied for first place with Flan. So con- yes. congratulations, sir. Uh, Thank you. Long time coming. Good bounce back year from last year where it was just absolutely atrocious. I know because I have the record still. I have it on right. life, so those are on record in the uh, CSR library. On well, file. let's just say that uh, the March Madness will even everything out like he did last year. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The brackets are the worst because yeah, those you get you get about to like if you're lucky, you get about to about the Sweet 16, and then everything gets nuked to shit. And that's what I'm saying. If you're lucky, making it to the Sweet 16, there's always one. There's always one bracket 
or one corner of the bracket that gets fucked up for somebody, you know, whether it be, you know, east, west, south, or, or otherwise. It's just, it, yeah. All right. Uh, well, I, I plan on doing the same thing as last year and just doing my picks on the podcast for you. Oh, just, just go each team, boom, 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 <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> just gut reaction, yeah. Yep. I haven't even thought about it, but this is what we're going with. <laughs> this is how we're going to do it. All right, Tim. Give, yes. Give me your least confident game this week. Least, least confident, confident game. Least confident is I'm taking the Jets plus three points against Pittsburgh. Yeah, man. How dare you? That's the only reason why. Oh. You know, that's the only reason why. I oh, okay. It. Fantastic. All right. Well, then, what's your most confident pick? My most confident pick is I don't know. You know, I could just be a jerk and say my most confident pick is the Rams giving up six or getting six and a half points against the Niners. Just to rub it in Mateo and Plan's face. But I'm also going to say the Packers, they're uh, getting five and a half points against Minnesota. Yeah, that's an interesting game uh, against against Minnesota there. And why they're get, I don't know why they're getting so many points on the road. I feel like that's low-key a gift, but... You know, yeah. uh, I haven't fully taken all of it into consideration just yet, so we'll see. And uh, and to hurt Dalvin Cook, so we'll see how that plays Yeah, out. that's another yeah. one where it's just, you know, and what time is that game being played? Let me look that up real quick. Are we getting a primetime Kirk Cousins at all, or are we getting 1 o'clock? Oh, why should it be a day game? It has to be a day game. Are we? I think we're getting 1 o'clock in the afternoon, Kirk Cousins. Oh wow! There's oh there's Saturday football this year. Yeah, that's they got their goods. Oh no, we are getting primetime Kirk Cousins on a Monday night. Oh, Monday night. That oh. changes everything. That oh. changes everything. I'm I'm swaying Green Bay right there. Whew. Oh man, a hard a hard capital GB there for me. Wow. All right. So your your wild card game you already hinted at it is the Rams plus six and a half. Are you doing it just to spite the Niner fans, or or is there a particular yes. reason? Yeah, you know, it's just to spite them. Spite. Okay. And and you know I like watching the Rams beat the Niners, so if that works out, I'll be stoked. Oh, and that's a primetime game. Primetime Jared Goff in his home area i don't know how i feel about this pick anymore on saturday yeah oh he's playing on saturday though so maybe the old college day will come back for him maybe. on saturday college magic Oof, you better hope so whatever Boy. six and a half points so i'll take that too all right tim before we let you go is there any updates from the hot stove from the hot stuff nothing really actually i saw a possible trade package for the Dodgers to get Mookie Betts and David Price. Yeah, I heard I don't about think that. This is actually going to happen. It's a potential trade deal. So, AJ Pollock, Ross Stripling, Dennis Santana, Jordan Sheffield, Jaron Kendall, and Cash, or no, and Jer- Jared Kendall to the Red Sox for Mookie Betts, David Price, and cash considerations. Is it, is that, so that's seven players for two. So, seven two for the and the cash. Yeah, so it'd be five for two in cash. Oh, five. Okay, my bad. I was, oof, that's a yeah, that's a lot. That's a, quite a haul. If you're if you're Boston, you might want to think about it. Yeah, I don't know if it'll happen, but you know, mm, you can only be so. And apparently, the Dodgers are still going heavy for uh, Francisco Lindor, but we'll see what happens. Okay. Yes, we will. We'll see. I mean, I'm looking, scrolling through all my. Uh, stuff here seeing if there's anything else cool 
Nothing really. It's been pretty quiet. Who's your go-to Twitter follower? Uh, I mean, follow on uh, on the baseball stuff. Is it Passin or is it still like Kirk Chin or Olney or Peter Gammons or what? You know, who who do you? Get? I got, I got both of them. But honestly, the no, I, I named been... off of four names. So who are the both of them that you have? I follow all of them. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. But the two that I get my most information from are uh, I'm trying to find the dude's name. Uh, Rosenthal gives got a lot of good stuff. Oh, Ken Rosenthal, yeah, he's a good one. Um, ding dang, now doesn't want to cooperate with me. Stupid Twitter machine. Um, a couple good ones is Meg Raleigh. She works for Fangraph. She's always up with some good current stuff. And then they have a podcast they do. And then the other one is I can't find him in my things very frustrating see if i can find anything in here no scrolling 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 (laughs) a lot of jeff a lot of jeff woodworth coming up on my twitter page what do you mean uh, you're on here a lot oh i do tweet occasionally occasionally my ass okay (laughs) guy's name is michael bradburn and his Twitter handle is at MWBII. Damn, you're giving a lot of free plug to a bunch of people. Hey, man, he's he's a good follow. And he has a great, like, the best part about his follow is that he'll just talk shit about people, too. Oh, plus the journalism? I was going to say, I'd point to all those people for actual journalism. And then if you want talking shit, come my way. So that's small J journalism compared to big J. But this guy's got both capital and, and regular letters. Like, come on. that's In lowercase, that's crazy. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to tell you too. Um, uh, Corey Kluber got traded to the Texas Rangers. Yes, we did that in Winners or, and Losers the last episode. Thank you for listening. Nice. Totally tried to. Yeah. <laughs> totally tried to. I appreciate the effort, totally Tim. Hey, not working in Santa Rosa, so the podcast kind of started to stack up. I got to filter through and catch up on a couple. Yeah. I'm sorry. All good. All good. All right. Uh, we'll talk to you again on Sunday, sir. Okay. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Bye, Tim. Bye. Put up or shut up. It's time for... Lytle's Locks. And now we're with Billy Lytle for Lytle's Locks. Bill, this is the last one of the year. This is bittersweet, but week 16, it's been a long fucking ride. We've got to get it done. It's a grind. Yeah, well, uh, sitting kind of pretty there at 37, 31, and 1. But uh, so that, I mean, that's that, what, profitable. It is profitable. You can't complain about that. And you're only three games behind Flan at 40, 29, and 1. Uh, same with Tim. You know, I'm sitting there right behind you at 36, 32, and 1. Right on your tails, so don't get too comfy. And then you got Mateo at 38, 31, and 1. And then Cousin John, still a sub-500. Dan, huge week last week for Dan. It's a shame he couldn't be here. 5-1, and one, now he's officially 500. Also, uh, I did it earlier in the show, but also shouts out, give props to Dan for uh, coaching the, the D-line at the Cardinal Newman team that won the state title. Not a big deal. Big deal. Big deal. Big fucking deal. Real big deal. Big, big fucking deal. Big. They hammer. 
They did. And you know what I was thinking earlier was, do you think it's more, I don't know, because they got so close our senior year that do you think it's, do you think it makes it that much more special? I don't know. Does it, would he rather have done it as a, as a player or is he content with doing it as a coach? You know, like, I don't know. That's, that's a good question. That'd be a good interview question for him. I'm pretty sure he was happy either way. Yeah, that's true. Either way, you still a state champ. All right. So let's get down to brass tacks here, sir. We got, uh, what is this? One, two, three, four, five, six games. Six games to wrap up the year. Uh, number one, the Texans are traveling to Tampa Bay where the Bucks are plus three. You have uh, split split across the board. Flan, Cousin John, and Dan taking Houston with Mateo and Tim going Tampa Bay. What say you, Bill? I'm I'm behind Flan and Tim. Yes. Jameis is getting it done. Well, Flan, Flan took Houston, so you're gonna you're gonna ride with you're gonna ride with Tim. But uh, Jameis, yeah, how many picks? How many picks is Jameis gonna throw on Saturday? Or on yeah, on Saturday. Uh, two, maybe a fumble, but he'll throw four touchdowns. Mm, that's very tempting. Yeah, the Texans. I don't know, man. The Texans need this game hella bad. Even though, even though. The, the game's in Tampa, though, right? Yeah, the Titans are playing are playing the uh, the Saints, so they might get bailed out. But I'm gonna go with I'm gonna I think I think I'll ride with Tampa Bay too. I think Tampa's got it this week. I think Tampa because they got three, right? Yeah, They're getting three at home. Plus yeah, three. Give me, the, give me those points all day. All right, next game. Sorry to drink some water there. Uh, got my Pittsburgh Steelers. Traveling to Gotham City to take on the New York Jets, where they're uh, plus three, the Jets are. And you have Flan, Mateo, and Cousin John, along with myself for obvious reasons, taking Pittsburgh. And then you got Tim and Dan smoking something, taking the Jets. What are you doing, Bill? Although I'm trying to kill some geese in the morning, I'm going to ride with my boy, Duck. Yeah. He four picks last weekend, not a big deal. It's the Jets the fucking Jets. They're a joke. I think there's a huge drop-off in talent in between the AFC East teams that they will be playing uh, in back-to-back weeks. And I just, I can't, first off, he can't play like shit. This is a must-win game. You know, what? luckily, fortunately... You're, you're still looking at a wild card there, huh? Exactly. We're sitting in the sixth seed. This is a big-time game where a big-time performance is needed. But, you know, it's because it, you got the, like I said, the Titans are playing the Saints, and you need this if you're trying to make the playoffs because you, you figure the Saints are going to beat the Titans. You know, and then the Raiders, God bless them. But you know, they need a lot to go wrong if they. Hey, there's still a chance. I was gonna say you need a lot to go wrong if you want to make the playoffs, and that starts with with losing yeah, to the I, Jets. I need so. to, yeah, I need you to lose to the uh, Jets for sure. Yeah, so hopefully it don't that don't happen. So I, I with with what Mark said last weekend, they. they <laughs> Fuck them. Dude, dude, that Fuck was so em. ridiculous. You guys don't deserve that. You, you as a oh. fan, I've done it once before, so I'm used to it. Like, get the fuck out of here. Don't even. Well, yeah, I, I, I can't even talk about that. That, <laughs> that don't get me too hot. <laughs> All right, next game, next game. The Detroit Lions are traveling to the Mile High City to take on the Denver Broncos, who are giving six and a half points at home. And so far, everybody but Tim is taking Denver. Bill, who are you going with, Denver or Detroit? Denver's got to win by six. Seven. Seven? Yeah. 
it's a half mile high. I think they can do it with the altitude. They've been playing a lot better football. Yeah, plus Patricia's defense I mean, has Patricia's been looking. A joke, but he, and he just, they just guaranteed he wasn't going to get fired. I do not know how that happened. Yeah, because like nine twenty and one is a coach. Give him three years, and then that way you could say you gave him a fair shot. Yeah, you know, it's not you, like you can't overturn, especially in that franchise. It just turns him over. Yeah, well, you know, like you had great, the fans screaming out to sell the team, so I think they're more upset with ownership than they are Patricia at this point. All right, hold hey, on. That old lady's a saint. Next game on the agenda is the Chiefs traveling to the Bears where you have uh, the Bears getting five and a half points at home. Sorry, misread that for a second. Um, so you got Dan, Cousin John. I thought I, lo- I, thought I lost that action. It scared me. You thought, oh, no, my bad. I was just, I, I misread the paper there for a second. I was like, oh, shit, I misread my own handwriting. So everybody so far is taking the Chiefs. Uh, you got Tim taking the Bears. So I don't know which way you want to go there because you're competing against Tim and, and Flan, you know, and they're both taking conflicting picks there. So you're going to have to ride with one or the other. I, as a Raiders fan, I need the Bears to lose for that draft pick status. <laughs> but they could Even still lose in cover. I really like the Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> they're still open right now, so I'm still rooting for the Bears to lose. <laughs> okay. <laughs> God, I go for the Bears to lose. Don't make me say I go for Kansas City. Okay, I got you. You're going for Kansas City. All right. No, uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Never say that's my life. All right. So I got, ah, dude, five and a half points. If the Bears' defense wasn't so nice, this would be a little bit tougher. But Mitch Trubisky, man, I just don't know what I'm going to get out of him. It's not like Kansas City's defense is anything to write home about. But, you know, at the same They're time. They're playing a lot better and. Uh, the Bears defense actually has this guy that used to play for the Raiders. What's that guy's good. name? I don't remember. I think it's Mac or something. Oh, like okay, that. yeah, that that one. Yeah, he's decent. Yeah, just a, yeah, he's all right, I guess. Pretty good. All right, so yeah, I will take the Chiefs in that game. Uh, last game here, an interesting one of note. I will wait, uh, wait till I'm done breaking down the rest of the pick to give you that to give you the ultimate, the very decisive factor here with this game. The Green Bay Packers are traveling to Minnesota to the Minnesota Vikings, where the Vikings are giving giving five and a half points at home, and uh, the game the game is on Monday Night Football. Wow, that's a doozy. I'm just telling you, man, primetime Kirk Cousins. At home, they're giving five and a half. They're giving five and a half at home on Monday night. Yeah, have you ever looked at Kirk Cousins' record on Monday night? You're going to lose by four. <laughs> <laughs> go back all day. <laughs> I believe it's 0-9 on Monday night football. <laughs> they're going to lose by four. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It doesn't, I don't know why they're. I don't know why they're giving five and a half points. They're not the better team. They're just not. I. Oh, that's a steal. That's a steal right now. You can get the Packers on the money line right now, and just lost the connection with Bill. You could get the Packers on the money line right now for plus one ninety. All right. Let me try getting a hold of Bill again. And returning to the show is Billy Lytle. What happened there, Bill? Signal must have dropped. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't been holding my phone. It's been sitting on my counter. All good. Uh, so, 
Yes, we have uh, the the next game that we're gonna or the next games we're gonna be talking about are the wild card games since we're in agreement there with the Packers. I don't know what the hell Flan and uh, what what Flan smoking there taking the the Vikings. All right, so uh, Dan Benjamin taking the I think one of the smartest picks out of this entire uh, this selection here because he's just picking out of the shit shit bowl that's gonna be Cincinnati at Miami. He's got Miami minus one in a pick'em game, essentially a pick'em game. So. And that what well, we thought that was going to be the tank for Tua Bowl, then it's going to be you know turning out to uh, I don't know what you'd say you know get bodied the for Bur- Burrow. The Burrow's Bowl. Yeah, the Burrow Bowl. That's <laughs> oh man. Fins up. I like it. Fins up. All right, cousin John taking Buffalo plus six and a half against the New England Patriots. Ballsy. That's a ballsy pick. I don't know. I you know I'm just I I wouldn't bend against Tom Brady is scary man. I, I highly advise. Game, that's it at Foxborough too. That's balls. <laughs> plus six and a half. Oof. I don't know about it. Uh, Tim took the Rams plus six and a half in Santa Clara on on Saturday here. I think that's a good pick. I don't know what. It, what I hope he gets that. See, the Rams have been in every I other. Get that outright. Well, the Rams have been in every other game uh, type of team, right? So last game they kind of put up a little bit of a stinker, but the game before that they looked pretty nice. So I, I look to the Rams to possibly do something like that again. Uh, this Niners game. are injury battered too. Yeah, well, you don't even get me started on that. Every team has injuries, and I've been seeing some tweets pop up about you know, hey man, take into account they're not that deep though. Yeah, taking into account that the Niners have injuries, it's like that sucks that you're not that deep and that you don't have a you know a squad that could have a third stringer rise up to the occasion, part time. Yeah, but um, <laughs> so. I don't know. The Rams plus six and a half. That look that sounds pretty good. I guess I would approve that pick. I'd take a shot on it. Not gonna lie. Mateo is going with Dallas minus two and a half. But what's interesting about this pick is that Dallas is on the road against Philadelphia. Uh, Jason Garrett seven and two in his last nine in Philly. Is that really what's what the stat is? I believe it's something like that. Jesus. Okay, so maybe that's why he hasn't been fired. Dude can win in Philly. Sheesh. Yeah, he's, he's hammered. Or maybe that's straight up against them, but I think he's done really well in Philly. Hmm. It's my – well, no, because he's been in the league for – I mean, you know, so actually – He's seven, been the coach for a long he's been the coach. Long. He's been the coach for 10 years. So 7-2, and two, yeah, that would make sense because you play him twice. A, no, because you play him twice a year. Yeah, they play him twice a year. So that'd be that'd be twenty games that he would he would have had. So no, that's that sounded like the uh, the record at yeah at Philly seven yeah, and two. Financial. Look at us, we just totally worked through that. All right, so yeah. With that being said, that Dallas minus two and a half pick sounds pretty good. I don't know if we can get Mateo for that credit for that same line of thinking, but I will. So congrats, Mateo, and congrats, Bill, for dropping that on us. Thank you very much. In the benefit of the doubt. Flan is taking Baltimore minus 10 over uh, Cleveland, which could only be described as a cowardice pick, even though Baltimore is on the road at Cleveland. This is just a chance for Baltimore to just completely shit on Cleveland, take a division rival, and well, really a little brother, and just completely snuff them and their playoff hopes. And then I fear that they were going to potentially do the same thing in Week 17 to the Steelers, where it means a little bit more because that's a, someone that you have a you know a stronger, better rivalry with. So I think it's a smart pick. Baltimore minus 10. I think Baltimore wins by like you know 14, 17, you know 14, 17 points. Yeah, they should hammer them. Yeah, and it's just there's so much dysfunction over there. They're not going to figure it out. And in uh, Cleveland, this could be the game that gets Freddie Kitchens fired. 
because remember that Cleveland said that they're not going to fire him unless the, you know, circumstance calls for it, you know, because shit really hits the fan. So what if they just get waxed at home by Baltimore and lose by like, you know, three, four touchdowns and then Freddie Kitchens is just gone. And then they're like, you know what? There's only one game left in the season. We've been eliminated from the playoffs. Fuck it. We'll rebuild. We'll start again next year. Yeah, I think he's he's not gone this game. He's gone after the next one. Yeah, 100%. All right. I want to, uh, you know what? I just realized I talked shit about Cousin John's pick. And as I was making the way down the line, I looked at my pick, and I too took Buffalo plus six and a half. So I officially take back everything bad that I said about Cousin John's pick. Buffalo's defense looked pretty nice against Pittsburgh, and granted it was Devlin Hodges, but, I mean, what has Tom Brady done this year? Honestly, he was my fantasy quarterback. I can call, I can talk shit about Tom Brady because ever since week nine, he's just fallen off, okay? this is It's not the same guy. He doesn't have the weapons to throw to, which is a funny argument to use because he's made his name off of being able to work with no, no weapons, and all of a sudden we flip that narrative. But... I'm taking Buffalo plus six and a half. I think Buffalo's good enough to lose by less than a touchdown. I think they can keep it close. Yeah. Solid All right. Who's your wild card pick? I, it hates it. I hate to do it after last week, but let's go with the Raiders. They're the, going to cover against the Chargers. The Nomad Raiders. Now, it'll be a home game in San Diego. It's or, like excuse a. Excuse me. Yeah, LA. Carson. It'll be a, a goodbye part two. Yeah, yeah, they'll get the win no, there, and then people no, who went to that game. Ten thousand of the eleven thousand seats that season. <laughs> Dude, it's wild how it just gets taken over by opposing fans. That the same same shit happened with Minnesota fans. They took it as an ch- excuse to go out to L.A. and they and they went and hung out there. You saw Sunday night on a week six, you saw a bunch of terrible towels out there. So I expect a bunch of Raider fans down there as oh, well it'll for this be one. Packed. Yeah. It, it has been every year they've been there. It, it was the past couple of years they were still in uh, San Diego. I mean, they're still technically, again, still technically alive for a playoff berth. But why are you taking the Raiders plus six and a half? Because I think they can cover those points. Okay, good answer. Good answer. All right. Well, thank you very much, Bill. Uh, I know you are on the road, so enjoy the rest of your vacation. And we'll uh, we'll check back in with you some point just to wrap up the season. I don't know if there's necessarily going to be more picks with the holiday schedules. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we get a couple in, and I gotta. I I would assume I'll be in first place after this week. Oh, okay, yeah. We'll see about the playoff picks. We'll see. Those those are a little bit tougher to pick, or maybe as we get deeper into bowl season, we'll we'll see. Yeah, we'll figure out something. All right. Well, thank you very much, Bill. Until next time. Until there are winners. I'm by winning. Winner, winner, ultimate winner. Wow, winning. And there are losers. Loser, 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 loser. Winners and losers for this episode of the podcast include El Clasico, or at least fans of El Clasico, the twice, or I guess you'd say by, by seasonal, a matchup between Barcelona and Real Madrid that ended in a 0-0-0-0 tie. So uh, for the first time ever, winners, losers. No, just kidding. We've, we've had win-loss before. Uh, again, uh, dope that the rivalry game happened. You got to take it in and enjoy it. But again, ended in a tie. So wait until they meet again. All right, next up on the winners losers list. Two years ago, both Kobe jerseys were retired. Now, interesting wording there. Retired jerseys. I mean, I'm assuming that nobody in the Lakers history would ever be allowed to wear eight and 24 again. But I just thought that was interesting wording the way that that headline had been had been scripted. 
was both jerseys, not jersey numbers. But we know that the numbers will never be touched. Nobody's going to – I mean, nobody wants to wear eight anymore. And then, for obvious reasons, and then 24, you know, he kind of did a lot of damage there. So good for Kobe uh, on this two-year anniversary of having two jerseys retired. All right, on the flip side, D. Wade. I'm not going to really bag on D. Wade because I really enjoyed him as a player. And, you know, it's unfortunate that, you know, just age caught up with him and time flies. And then, you know, you're forced to retire. And he was just part of the latest crop of guys that, that retired. But this selling the merch of your world tour, that's where I'm giving you the L. All right, because I'm seeing it pop up a lot here on some of these sites that I read these stories on. And it's lame. It's corny. All right, I understand you're trying to make a buck, but you made plenty in your career. All right, man, what are you doing with your world tour merch? Get out of here. With that being said, if you ever wanted to sponsor the podcast, you'd be more than welcome to send some gear over here, and we would be make sure that that has quite the ring to it. Honestly, if if you know business inquiries, you know, just slide in my DMs, dude. You know, fuck with the vision. Let's build. So, next up on the winners losers list, the Jaguars have fired Tom Coughlin. Mm-hmm. Yep, it finally happened. Tom Coughlin's gone. Tom Coughlin is just kind of like one of those guys, like, you know, you think of, like, the old guard. And yeah, it, I heard the stories about Coughlin, and, you know, Coughlin time. If you're five minutes early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. You know, you're five minutes late. It's like, I just, it doesn't make any sense, man. You just, guys can't be treated like that anymore. And let's be honest, he only won two Super Bowls. You know, he got to the AFC Championship game with the Jags. But also the same guy that signed off on giving Blake Bortles, you know, a contract. So, Judgment hasn't always been his thing. He he traded off Jalen Ramsey, who was a really good cornerback, just to say the least. You know, then you got it turns out that the Jaguars are like leading the league in grievances, you know, with these players suing and trying to get their money back and all this hoopla and hand it's it's just all bad. So Tom Coughlin, it's probably best that you just ride off into the sunset, man. Yeah, you seen better days. Just just remember the Super Bowl years, you know, everything else, meh, you know, the first go around with the Jaguars, that was pretty good, I guess, it got you to the Giants, and then you won two Super Bowls, and then just, you know, just end it there, all right, just don't even worry about it, so that's a win for the Jags and a, and a loss for Tom Coughlin, I think it's a win for Tom Coughlin, actually, too, because, you know, at least he's done, he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to worry about ruining that football team anymore, so good for them, all right, uh, next up on the winners, losers list, I saw this there's a couple headlines. People calling that the Patriots should be banned from the playoffs. I th- just at least for this year, just kicked out of the playoffs. I thought it was so ridiculous. Like, uh, I get it. Yeah, they cheat. All right, it's whatever. So now you just hope that they lose in the playoffs. You just hope that they do, and then maybe the uh, the league can slide a couple calls the other way and just you know kind of get back at them. But to ban them from the playoffs is absolutely ridiculous. Although, with that being said, if it did slide the Bills up into the divisional winner spot, and then that meant that the Steelers could slide up into number five, and then you know that's just—I'm sure that would Raider fans would be okay with that. I'm pretty sure Colts fans would be okay with that. Titans fans would be okay with that. You know, because the Steelers fans would be fine with it because it's a chance to get in there, but it's not going to happen. So I think it's a little ridiculous. So L to whoever thinks this is a good idea, but it'd be fun to entertain like it just did, right? Because all of a sudden, everybody, everybody's alive again. I mean, technically, the Browns are alive again, too, if that's the case. Shit. Unless, what do they got? Nine, they have nine losses? No, I think they just have eight. But whatever. It's all good. Next up on the winner's loser's list. Mad Bum was officially introduced as an Arizona Diamondback, and it looked so fucking ugly. 
It just it wasn't ugly. It was just weird. Is really what it was. It was weird and ugly. Honestly, if we're gonna if we're gonna be talking about this, honestly, like, I, I didn't like it. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. True story. It was uh, it rubbed me the wrong way, and it's still hard to believe that he's not gonna be suiting up as a giant next year. And you know, it's unfortunate. So this that's I'm gonna give this an L just because I didn't like it. I uh, did not like it. Next up on the winners-losers list, we have the Pro Bowl rosters were announced. And if you care about this sort of thing, that's a win for you. And if you don't, then I guess it's a win because you just don't care. So, I mean, there's snubs every year. I don't really think it's indicative of, you know, this is just the first initial round of Pro Bowls because then you find out who makes, you know, who's still alive in the playoffs because I think they bumped it up to the week before the Super Bowl. So you might have some guys who play in the AFC championship, you know, playing championship games who don't want to go even if they lose and they're not in the Super Bowl. Plus, then you have the guys from the Super Bowl team. Like, there's 12 Ravens who made the Pro Bowl. Granted, four of them are special teams players, but you're going to tell me that if the Ravens make the Super Bowl, you know, not all those guys are going to be playing in the in the Pro Bowl. So that's automatically 12 open slots that now guys become Pro Bowlers for. So congratulations to everybody who is a Pro Bowler now and will become a Pro Bowler when, you know, the the guys that got, you know, like or voted in have to play in the Super Bowl because that game actually matters. And that's what's so funny is, like, getting voted in the Pro Bowl is cool, but the game itself it's like we don't give a damn about. It's just another thing to read off on your stats when you retire or something to use for an argument, you know, the Pro Bowl for what it's actually worth. So now, I think you can kind of deduce how I feel about the Pro Bowl from that from that little soliloquy right there. So win loss depending on how you look at it, but who the hell am I to know? All right, finally, kind of flew through this episode, but that's what's happened when it's just you know one long winded ass gas bag. It's time for the pop culture update. Are you are you stupid? It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter, but we're still going to talk about it anyway. Why? Well, because it's in the news. That's why. And this isn't in the news, but I'm about to put it in the news. My boy Sean just got a Twitter. Damn, I just literally opened up opened up the, the Twitter machine like we do for this. And uh, it says your contact, you know, Sean, has a Twitter. So definitely hit the follow button there. And if he doesn't follow me back, then whew, we got beef on site. No, I'm just kidding. That's my boy. I have faith. All right. Uh, scrolling down, ooh, happy birthday to Billie Eilish. You're officially 18, so for all the creeps out there that want to hit up Billie Eilish, go ahead. Now it'll just be less creepy when she's talking about fucking people's dads and their music, right? I'm pretty sure she has a song where it talks about that or some shit. I don't know. We play her music on on the pop station that I'm on, too, along with KSRO, Humble Brag. But it's like, oof, I don't, man, some of the music in there. Like, the beats go, don't get me wrong, but her lyrics are just like, wolf, okay. Oof. And a oop. Yeah, that's what it, I mean, honestly. Next up on the pop culture update. Damn, not much going on. Be completely honest. Ooh, Marriage Stories Adam Driver walked out of an interview, but, you know, this is like fake news because I, uh, again, I have to talk about shit like this on the radio station. So, or on, at least on Hot. And, it turns out that he only walked out of the interview because they showed a clip of him 
you know, in the movie during the interview and he doesn't like watching himself or hearing himself. And I think I can relate to that because I'll tell you right now, it's taken a while before my glass, I remember my voice started sounding like I was fucking chewing glass, ripping heaters and sipping on some whiskey before it was, you know, and it still sounds relatively nasally too, but there was a time where it was just like, oh my goodness, how is anybody ever going to listen to me? And then eventually, I guess I got lucky that my voice just decided to poop out and now it sounds, you know, a little bit more distinguished for radio. At least that's what I've been told. I don't know. It also it still sounds kind of nasally to me myself too, but I think that's interesting. I don't know if we all like the sound of our own voice. You know, certain people do. Certain people don't. Different strokes for different folks, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah, I'm just not seeing much else here. Pretty slow night on the Twitter machine, to be honest. Oh, big one right here. Rapper Takashi69 sentenced to two years in prison. Wow. How did we almost miss that? All right. I mean, when he gets out, he did a lot of snitching, but I think all the people that he snitched on are going to be behind bars, so he might not have to worry about it unless a hit comes out for him. But it's like the dude set up an aesthetic for himself that it's like it's not going to be very easy to just go around and get a regular job. like you. And he denied witness protection, so I think at this point he's just got a death wish. You know, I'm sure he's going to have some sort of money lined up just through endorsement deals and whatnot, or people are going to be, you know, lucrative interviews trying to talk to him. But, I mean, you can only make so much money off of that for so long. So I hope whatever money he's got left that he's, he was able to invest it and uh, and still keep going because otherwise we're going to see him peak really fast when he gets out of prison two years from now, and then he'll burn out and, you know, something will – and maybe nothing happens to him or something will happen, but – He's got to be a lot smarter than he was. That's certain. For certain. All right. And then the rest of it is just a bunch of politics stuff, which, you know, to be completely honest, like, look at this. Like, the top 15, the top 15 trending hashtags on Twitter right now, Article 1, Shayna, that's professional wrestling, The House, yeah, Vice President, Trump's, ooh, Bill Walton's trending, that's cool, Tulsi Gabbard, Im- hashtag impeach vote, Pence, hashtag impeachment day, and Senate, like, I just don't want to talk about that shit, you know, gotta deal with that at work all day anyway, at least on the KSRO side, so, on that note, uh, it's been a pleasure, and I hope you enjoyed this, sorry, just very, very tired, but we still, you know, we still, we're still going. We're still going. I thought I thought that was an interesting. Uh, I thought that was an interesting episode. I wasn't so sure about it at the start of it, but hey, we made it this far. Look at us. All right. So again, I'll, I'll we'll be back on Sunday. No, I will for sure. I think Flan and Mateo will be back. And Mateo should be Flan TBD. We'll see. Remember, his agent's very good. Best agent in the game is the one working for one Brendan Flanagan. All right. To the haters and losers, of which there are many. Until next time. A clean sweep for the Irish. I said it last year. We're not here to take part. We're here to take over. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, 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 yeah,
I smoke two joints at night I left you alone for the healing Since I never gave you life I walked and built a feeling I got diamonds in my eyes But let's be real, Godzilla In my trunk and afford my prize Can you feel the earth? Oh, 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 oh Can you feel the earth? Oh, 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 oh Can you feel the earth? Godzilla in the trunk Got my mans in the villa with skunk I can't trust not a soul, I'm alone Everybody done died her back home I've been trying to reach you for the longest Let's smoke clear, but you know my tree be the strongest My branches got banks, I'ma be here the longest I dare you, little bitch, cannot be on no bar shit Young nigga shit, I'ma get ridiculed for dumb shit Don't rain in California, but my niggas ready to dump shit I don't like no fake big, but you back like school lunches I eat beats, you eat ass nigga like num num, that scrumptious Don't like no fake niggas, wanna collab for the clout But I know you niggas already know what I'm about But I've been bossing since a jitty and we litty at the house Niggas claim they don't wait, but use waste for they rouse, nigga <laughs>